you. I am Michelle Gifford. Hey, I'm Sarah Allred. We are the girls behind Women With Fire, and we specialize in building influencers. Welcome to the podcast. Listen as we chat with influential women who feel guided by the divine to build empires of truth at home, in business, and abroad. The goal here is to empower you to grow your influence everywhere. Join the nation of women who get things done at thewomenwithfire.com. Hey, you guys, and welcome to another episode of the Women With Fire podcast. This is going to be a good one, you guys. Hold on to your seats because we have Julie Boyer in the house. Welcome. Whoop de whoop. (laughs) (laughs) Hold on to your seats. I'm like so scared about this. That's what editing's for. Seriously, welcome. Um, so Thank you. I need, we probably should just give a little backdrop of how this whole interview happened because um, we, Sarah and I were on Studio 5 with Brooke Walker, we heart Brooke Walker, and we met Julie. She was also on in the waiting yes, room with us. Yes, I love Brooke too. It was fun. And, and we discussed terrible birthing stories. <laughs> And that's how you bond when you're a woman. That's right. (laughs) And actually, speaking of birthing stories, so we are recording this in January and Sarah was supposed to do the interview, but she's in the hospital possibly having a baby. So this is full circle. Good luck to her. Oh, I know. By the time you guys hear this, she will have had a beautiful baby girl. So, so Julie, who, will you introduce yourself? Tell our people who you are. Okay, so my name is Julie Boyer, formerly Jepson. I am from Salt Lake City, Utah. I went to Olympus High. I have six kids, pregnant with my seventh, and I married Alex Boyer, singer-songwriter from London, and that's the gist of it, (laughs) and it's chaos in my house. It is chaos at your house, and I kind of want to know more. So Alex Boyer, he... Let me just tell you, we turned on his music because I was doing this today. My kids were dying that I got to talk to you. And <laughs> they're like, what? <laughs> um, because Alex Boyer is such a great, such an uplifting singer. And But I want to know, I'm going to take it back. Will you take us back? How did you and he happen? T- take us back. To where we met and everything. Yeah. We- well, we were in the same, I hate to say we met in a singles ward because it was called <laughs> university ward, you know, but, and we didn't really meet there. We happened to be in the same, you know, ward up at the University of Utah. It was called the 41st ward. It was like a big, huge name in the, in the area that ward was, was pretty popular. And for those of you that are Salt Lake City residents, Trolley Square had country swing, country dancing, Tuesdays and Thursday nights. And I didn't care much for that, but I went at midnight for the hip hop hour. So so that's what I, you know, I was born and bred Mormon girl, baptized today, but I had this love for R&B and funk and just hip hop, good or bad, I loved it. (laughs) And so they always played at midnight and so I went at midnight, I paid my $20 for my 20 minutes of hip hop before they started the country again. And he was there and saw me and just kind of recognized me from the ward. And he said, aren't you in my ward? And I said, yeah. And the music started and I just left him and went and danced and he <laughs> followed me and we got our dance on and, you know, had this little 
circle formed around us, which was fun and embarrassing. And I remember him coming up to me and he scratched my forearm. He's like, I swear there is black under there. Are you a black girl? (laughs) (laughs) So we just started dancing and he told me he was 34 and I was horrified. I was 25 and I was like, oh my gosh, you are a grandpa. (laughs) And I I knew it was going to be kind of tricky, you know, dating a black guy in Utah with the culture that we're in. And I, and I didn't have a problem with it, but I knew it wasn't going to go over really well with family. And I kind of, but then again, I've always, and I hope this, this doesn't come across as racial or anything, but I always had jungle fever. And so (laughs) I was, I, I was like super excited that I finally was getting my, my kind of fascination going on. So he asked me out, but I, I, but it was just kind of, it was kind of like I was doing it like it was forbidden (laughs) because you're not, you're, it's not recommended or at least wasn't to date interracially in, you know, the church of Jesus Christ. And I think that that has since changed. I hope it has since changed. Oh, for sure. Right. So, (laughs) but back then I was getting crap from a lot of people, aunts and uncles. And, you know, my parents loved me, but, but wanted to do, wanted me to do what the church had recommended. And, and I mean, I remember having my mouth wide open at the dentist and he said to me, now, you know, in whatever page, in page 17 of the church handbook, it says not to date interracially. And I was like, dude, like back off. You are not my dad. I can't even reply back because my mouth is functioned. <laughs> but so it was tricky and it was kind of rocky for a year. But I just knew that if my family and friends got to know him, that, you know, color would always go out the window. And it did. It did because of the kind of person that he is and what he does. And that is so funny. I just... <laughs> I just wish we could get you dancing <laughs> on video. Oh, there's plenty of video footage. I'm, right, on, I'm on one of those cafe mom, cafe press things with me doing my labor dance, actually. <laughs> I'm in labor, like out of five, doing some thrusting. <laughs> you can find it on YouTube. <laughs> okay, we'll go look it up. But it does, um, this is kind of hinting to alluding to kind of who you are in that you do your own thing, right? You, you do what you do your own thing. So right now you have, um, on Instagram and on YouTube, can you tell us what you're doing there? Yeah. You know, he's out of town a lot and I got lonely (laughs) and sometimes I couldn't get babysitters. And when I could get a babysitter half the time, I just went out by myself, which is fine. And I still do that. But I was like, you know, I might as well, create my own little community of friends by myself because I'm at home all the time alone. So it was kind of my digital friendship circle of friends. And I created, um, and, and that's not even the purpose of why I started it. That's kind of why I did Instagram, but I started a YouTube channel called the Boye family jewels. And yes, it's a play on words. Yes. I know what the family jewels are. People are like, do you know what that is? I'm like, yeah. <laughs> I did it on purpose because people call me Jules, and so it's kind of a nickname. It has my name in there, too, but it's the Boye family, and it's kind of catchy and kind of like, wait a minute, does she really know what that means? So I did that on purpose. <laughs> I know what it means. And um, I did that because, or I, I set it up because a lot of times, you know, all, all of my kids are, between, are about 18 months apart, and it's, it's challenging, and people are like, oh my gosh, I don't know how you do it. I don't know. 
I, I can I can hardly handle my two and and I can understand that because I could hardly handle the two that I had when I had two but you know you evolve and your kids get older and and um so I had six kids and I said you know what? I, I heard it all the time how do you do this and I said I will show you so I just started making my own little videos and I knew it was a way to make some supplemental income but it took two years before I started making any money. It took a long time. So it was kind of my own form of family history and family journaling without having to write. And I could film my kids and the highlights of the day, you know, and then make a one minute snippet of it on Instagram. And it's just kind of slowly growing. And it's just so fun to have mothers reply on there and say, oh my gosh, thank you for making me not feel so alone and for being relatable. And I think that's one of the things I love most about it is that I mean, when people say, you're so real, and they say that to me, and it's a compliment, but I'm like, well, what are people posting? Like, I don't, I don't <laughs> understand what it is that, that they're posting that's so different than, I mean, I, I, I get that there's, you know, these perfect Stepford wives with these perfect kids, and their hair is perfectly, you know, fixed, and they're dressed, and they're all matching, and I get, you know, sometimes I see those, and I know that sometimes people will take a, a picture of their house in a certain light, a certain location, and behind them is the mess, but but I just film the mess because that's what we're in and it doesn't make anybody else feel good to see the perfectness. And it just makes us all feel deflated and defeated and we start comparing and we all know that comparison is the thief of joy. <laughs> <laughs> so I just try to be relatable because that's what I would want to see. Yeah, so you have to go and watch her videos because it's the good, it's the bad, it's all it's of it. The it's, ugly, yeah. it's the ugly, yeah. It's the ugly. And the bloody. Because you get it, because this is real life, right? Yeah. As a mom, yep. if you have yep. any any amount of kids. And you know what, they help me, <laughs> they help me. Like, I'm like, how do I, I mean, just yesterday, my little two-year-old got his head stuck between two poles and people are like, you know what, put Vaseline on his ears and squeeze him out. And I was like, oh my gosh. <laughs> you know, they give me pointers all the time or squeeze his body through instead of his head and then, <laughs> You know, if I've got ear infections, people say, okay, try this. And, and I just, I need to get my hair cut and colored. And I said, I want a certain, I don't, I want a certain way of, I want to hair paint it. I want to paint my hair and not have foils. And they said, oh, call this girl. So I don't have to, it's just like my own little referral system. They help me and I appreciate it, especially yeah. when I'm home alone. <laughs> yeah. You build a community, which is yeah. pretty amazing. So, so how has, as you've created this and it's, it's growing, has this changed how, like, how has this changed your life? Has it like, do people treat you differently? Are do you have more friends? Do you feel like, I feel like, like I have, spots? yeah, no, I, I feel like I have a, what's the, an invisible circle of 7,000 friends, at least on Instagram. Cause my, my viewership is, you know, or my, my followers are 7,000. And I know that they're not all probably more than most of them are not local, but I, I've got people from the Netherlands and people from London and Ethiopia and people start commenting and they comment good things and bad things and racial things and all of the above. And it's thickened my skin a little bit and kind of helped me grow a little callous over my heart. And, and my best mentor with that is Alex because he has heard it all. And I've read some of the things that people have written to him and I've been just like, just completely baffled at things that people say and that they take their time out to write. And I, but he through the years has been like, you cannot, you got to develop a thick skin. You can't let it get to you. And so I've gotten those comments too, but for the most part, I, 
I feel like I, I just have this circle of friendship of people that I don't even know, but I know have my back, mm. which is weird, but it, it's a cool feeling aside from my, you know, my, my five high school friends that I keep in touch with and a couple of cousins. <laughs> I feel like there's more people that are here to support me and that are on my side and that feel like they know what I'm going through because they eat, because I've got grandmas that follow me. They're called grandmominators, by the way. <laughs> so yeah, I call them my mominators because they, they dominate in motherhood. So it's just mominators, but I I, yeah, I mean, it's just, I think gotten me more friends. Yeah. More helpers. Yeah. We all need more helpers. <laughs> we do. How much does Alex travel? So like, how much are you? Oh man. I mean, <laughs> he was, yeah, he was gone almost the entire month of December. He, he was gone for like, a, like, I, oh, it's just different. It could be, he, he could be gone for two weeks and then home for three days and then gone for three days and then home for a week and then gone for one week and then home for a day and then home for two weeks and then gone. I mean, it's, there's no consistency whatsoever. And I am structured. I like routine. Like I am like, dude, how did we even end up together? I do not understand it. I like organization. I like to know times. I like get my flight schedule when 5,000 months before I need it. And he gets his flight the night before. And I, and I'll ask him, you know, winter flight, I don't, I don't know, I haven't checked it yet. And I'm like, oh my gosh, how do you live like this? <laughs> I don't know how we ended up together, but we balance each other out and it's great. But he, he's gone a lot. But then sometimes when he works, it's just hard because sometimes, you know, when he's at home, the money's not coming in because the money is outside of Utah for the most part, except for the music. You know, the music is always building. And every time somebody buys something on iTunes or downloads something, you know, that, that, that feeds the family. Yeah. So there's that. It is. This is a hard life, but awesome. Oh, yeah. I mean, <laughs> you're doing great. <laughs> Thank you. It is it's a total adventure with him, but it is unpredictable for good and for bad. Yeah. Good. It's good. You're yeah. handling it great. It does. It, help, it expands me and helps me grow. That's all I can say to myself when I'm like sobbing in my bed at night. <laughs> Why? And now a quick break. Hey, you guys, this podcast is brought to you by, well, me and Sarah, and we are super excited to talk to you about our Quest Mentoring. If you are growing a business or if you are following your Quest and feel a little bit stuck, well, this is for you Um, because with our 17 years of business between us and almost nine kids, we know that you have to do things differently. So if you are paralyzed about making mistakes, so you don't, because you don't want to waste time or money and, or maybe you just don't know what the next step is, then this mentoring is for you. And so all you have to do is it's sign up for monthly mentoring where you are going to get a monthly masterclass that is going to grow your quest. You're going to be surrounded in our Facebook group by women who get it, who are cheering you on and you're going to become clear and confident in your quest because Sarah and I are going to be there personally for you. And guess what? All you have to do is sign up right now for a dollar. It's seven days for a dollar. You get access to our trainings, our Facebook group, and us for one buck. Are you kidding me? So go to thewomenwithfire.com slash say yes and sign up today and get clarity and get confidence in your next step on your quest. And now back to our podcast. So you just brought up the mominator. Can you kind yes. of go into that? Cause you, this is 
this is your turn and it's kind of your war cry. So talk to us about that. Oh, I love that. It is my war cry because it's <laughs> kind of like my way of, of, of you know, just like everyone has a, a, a she-ra deep within their soul. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, hear me roar when we, when we need to, to get something done, we get it done. And people will say that to me all the time. How are you doing this? I'm just doing it. Like my heart's still beating. I, I when he goes out of town, what am I going to do? Crawl on my bed and just like, let I, you just get up and you get moving and you take, you feed six little bodies. And anyway, so I remember being at the side of the tub with probably four little kids in the tub and I was sick. I think we all had the flu. I mean, it was, I mean, like influenza flu, not barfing flu. Uh, he was out of town for two weeks in Korea for like the Korean Olympics. And, and I had a three month old baby. It was miserable. And I was hacking up along and I was like, I can do this. I can do this. Like literally saying I can do this because I, I had the chills I, and I was by myself and no one could help me because nobody wanted to get sick. And I understood that nobody wanted to come over and, and, or they just leave things at the doorstep. And I totally get that. I would have done the same thing, but I, it was lonely and it was despairing and I just had to get through it. And I just kept saying, I am dominating. Just giving myself these positive affirmations just to get myself through the day, just to get through the night. And I was like, no, 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 I am dominating. That's what I'm doing. <laughs> And so that's kind of where I coined the phrase and came up with Mominator. And it's just basically female warriors, yeah, that, that need to get their war cry out and, and let it rip when they have to. <laughs> so, uh, and I just barely got it trademarked, so that's exciting. I'm, you watch, I'm going to get this word in the dictionary. If Bootylicious is in the dictionary, my <laughs> I can get nominator in the dictionary. <laughs> well, it's a little bit, it, no, not a little bit. It's a lot more descriptive and it takes, uh, it takes it up a notch, right? Dominating, like mominating is like, it's something else. It's like, oh, yeah. you're juggling stop. everything. Like, no, <laughs> I mean, we, we do it all. It is one. I think someone said a nominator is one who wakes up and like, doesn't go to bed until she has done what you know everything she needs to do and she's loved who she needs to love and she's cried the tears she needs to cry but she persevered basically she kept going yeah man because <gasps> that's what we do that's, and everyone, we do. that's right <laughs> and that's that's why i don't know sometimes i'm like heavenly father like where's the fairness in this <laughs> I, I don't i don't get it but Nonetheless, we endure and we fight and we're tough and we're all warriors and you don't have to be a mom to be a mominator. It's, it's just all women and we all have those motherly instincts regardless of what, whether we have kids. Oh yeah. So you take this to this, you make mominating fun, right? Yeah, man. Being a mominator. <laughs> yeah, I throw parties. Yeah, well, I do. threw a party and I'm going to throw another one in August. Everyone is welcome. That's fun. That's it really fun. a lot of fun. And um, you also have a book about it coming out for a yes. children's book, right? I, I ha yeah, I don't even know what the title of it is yet, but it's a children's book. It's going to be released and ready right before Mother's Day, probably called Mominator. It's a children's book, so it can be read, you know, with mom and child that is not boring for the mom. It's a cute, touching little story about mominating and about the, the good, the bad, the ugly, and the bloody with kids. <laughs> and, um, and the poopy, I mean, that's, it's all in there. So. 
So I, I um, wrote that and have this cute little illustrator. Her, her Instagram page is Otter and Bee, and she's got just the cutest drawings. So I've got, got her to, to draw the pictures. And then after that, I'll throw this Mominator party in August. So they can just like visit my page to find out details about it. Perfect. We're excited about that. So like, really, I want to know, and I, I would love you to give us some actual practical tips on, because you are like, you're the queen of just doing it your way. Right. And not even giving a darn about whatever. Right. <laughs> that is true. I, I don't give a crap what other people I, I know. It's or the at best. least I can't. I think I, you know, I care somewhat, but for the most part, you can't care and you just got to do what works for you. Whether, you know, it is, what's the word accepted or not, you know, by someone else, you, you can't do what, what other people think is right. And I have to make, it happened, make what works for me work. And I mean, that's all I can say. I, I, I have my own ways to get things done and it's super unorthodox and it takes a lot of opening your mouth. I think that's one thing I learned in my, in my mission was abrir la boca and that just meant open your mouth. If you want something done, open your mouth and ask for it or open your, just basically say it or get it done or push forward and be bold. I guess that's what I'm trying to say was be bold, whether that's with your words or your actions, but be bold and be brave. Don't be afraid and just do it, do it. Or <laughs> no one is going to do it for you and no one's going to like put it in your lap and hand feed you, spoon feed you. Yeah. I think that with women who like, so our audience, um, a lot of them are either like want to start an influence or they have an influence or whatever. And I think though, like when you start something, it's like what you're saying, like you think that it's like this pretty packaged box someone gives yeah. you, but it's like not true. <laughs> it's really messy you know, the whole I think way. It, it, takes, it takes so much diligence. I mean, it, it takes consistency, at least with, you know, growing my YouTube channel, I, I learned from a lot of people and they said, you have to post every day. And there was a time where I was not getting a single subscriber that would like follow the page or subscribe to the page. And that is what gets you the money. The more subscribers you have, the more views you have. And, you know, you never do it for the subscribers necessarily, but it sure gives you a little boost of confidence or, or motivation to keep going when your numbers grow as tacky as it sounds, but forever there, it, nothing was growing. And I was like, this is pointless. I am just wasting my time filming just dumb crap every day of my life that nobody gives a rip about. But lo and behold, over time, it just slowly builds. And I mean, slowly. I mean, it's taken three years to even do anything, but I kept with it. And I think that that was my main advantage was that I, I kept with it and was consistent and diligent no matter what. And I try to actually, and I don't want to toot my horn, but I try to use that actual um, practice in everything that I do. Even when I'm having questions about faith or questions about my fitness and pushing forward and doing it anyway. Even when I'm like, this is not doing anything. <laughs> Nothing <laughs> is happening. <laughs> um, do you have something... Like, are you kind of, uh, like, do you have something like a mindset thing that you say to yourself? Cause you, you do like when you're in that moment where you're like, this is not working. What am I doing? <laughs> cause I know I have a lot of listeners, especially like on Instagram, cause Instagram's kind of a tricky game right now, right? Yeah. Where, like growth is just not happening a ton. So like, what do you tell yourself to say, okay, just post again, 
Okay, maybe some the good thing the good thing about Instagram is that for me, I am doing that mostly um for my own personal family journaling. So YouTube is different because YouTube makes money, Instagram does not, you know, unless you get endorsements or people that send you products or whatever. So Instagram is more fun for me. And it's, it's, uh, it's more fun because of the, the comments and the people that are laughing there with me. But honestly, when I'm like, I am over this, I don't want to do this anymore. I see a video that I made two years ago and it is like my two year old who was a baby at the time. And I'm like, Oh my gosh, this will be a treasure 10 years from now. What I need to do though, is get the videos off of Instagram because if Instagram is obsolete in 10 years, I want these videos, you know? So that's another another tricky thing. But honestly, when I'm over it and when I don't want to do anything anymore, and then I just, my, my, my do it phrase is just keep nominating. And that is part of family history, family freaking history <laughs> and laundry and everything else we have to do. <laughs> oh my gosh. It's the truth. And if you go look at your YouTube channel, like you just need to go. It's motherhood all right there. <laughs> it is. It's it is. really bloody because I'll tell you what, the, <laughs> the bloody thumbnails get the most views and that gets you the most money. <laughs> that is the craziest thing. That is the craziest thing. But you have like millions of, of watches. I mean, well, I, I'm t- on the bloody ones. I'm on telling the bloody you. ones. Some, what's in this child's the cheer- Yes. So there's a Cheerio <laughs> that my two, now he's four, but when he was two, he shoved a Cheerio up his, it has 20 million views. This is the craziest thing. Because people are curious and it's mostly kids that are watching it. My own kids are watching these channels and, and they want to see what went up that kid's nose, you know? So that has 20 million views and then a bloody, like five bloody noses have millions of views. And then the ones that are heartfelt and touching have like 20 views. (laughs) (laughs) So it is, it's, it's fun. And, uh, it's fun for them to look back on when they want to remember when they went, you know, to Lava Hot Springs or to California, we can look just on YouTube. I don't have to go through a bunch of videotapes and stuff like that. So how do you get, like, have you just been pretty like open? Like, how did you get to that point where you were like, okay with putting your kids out there? Like, how did you make that decision? Cause I yeah, yeah. have to make. Yeah, it is. And people have said to me, aren't you uncomfortable with putting your kids online? And I understand that, but you know what? I'm married to Alex Boye. Yeah. So when I married him, <laughs> like I kind of signed that contract, whether I knew it or not. So I, I it wasn't even a question. I didn't have to think about like, oh my gosh, yeah. should I do this? Because we were already, I mean, our faces are plastered, at least during the Mormon campaign a couple of years ago when they were, you know, or going alongside the Book of Mormon musical, they did the Mormon campaign. Our faces were plastered on billboards all over the UK because we were like the poster children for interracial couples in the church. And then, you know, he's interviewed weekly on radio, on TV. People have come to our house. I remember like in October, this whole camera crew came to our house and set it up for Christmas, put lights up, pulled decorations out. And like my house was a Hallmark Christmas movie in one day and then they ripped it out the next day, but they came and they had, they interviewed us, you know? So I have to kind of, I just, and he he told me, he said, this is what you're going to get anytime you're, and I was fine with it. Luckily, I'm not afraid of the camera. I'm not camera shy. I, I don't mind, but I just try to be authentic and genuine and I just don't want to be fake. And if somebody sees, you know, a blemish on my face, all it's going to do is make themselves feel better. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Well, 
<laughs> right? I know. <laughs> it's, who it, it's like who we are. Oh my gosh. Right. This is the best. You're awesome. I told you. Oh, I, oh, told you're her. So nice. I was like, you're the most interesting person ever. <laughs> Which I'm like, I'm so boring. I feel like I have nothing to offer or add to this. Oh, bless you oh, people. Oh my gosh. Me. You are so, <laughs> you are so fun. So I want to know, this is a question I always ask um, at the end of the interview, but I want to know how you've seen like God's hand in this whole journey. Like where, where have you seen either specific examples or I love specifics, but like where you just knew that like God's there nudging you along, especially in the hard times. You know, that's a hard question because I go through hard times myself throughout this whole thing, you know, where times where you feel down and you feel depressed and I get depressed when I'm pregnant. I'm pregnant at the moment. And so, you know, one of my friends one time, I was like, I, I am like, I, I swear I'm depressed or I, you know, everybody gets the baby blues. Everybody has a different level of postpartum depression, but she's like, Julie, and she's a midwife. She's like, I think that you've been in postpartum for nine years because I've had, yeah. <laughs> my, I mean, I I'm in postpartum. And then by the time I can kind of dig myself out of it, I'm pregnant again. And people are like, well, that's your own fault for choosing that. And you know what it is but like, I'm not going to regret the kids that I have. I'm not going to wish that I could shove one back, you know, in heaven. Like, never mind on this one. Like, I'll love it later because right now I'm in the trenches along with so many others and, and it's hard, but I do find what's the word satisfaction or fulfillment when someone has a few times, uh, people on the vlog have said, they start asking about the church and well, what is the Book of Mormon? And do you know what? I saw those two missionaries and I actually flagged them down and oh my gosh, for the first time I went to church, your church is super interesting. And I feel like a missionary. I feel like, cause I went on a mission and I served, you know, 18 months and to the best of my ability and with my whole heart and missions are hard. It wasn't a lot of fun. It was challenging and it was hard. And my companions brought out the worst in me, but I, once again, I'm like, I'm going to persevere, but I knew that I was serving God. And I feel like, you know, so many times in motherhood, we feel like we've lost our identity. We're not doing anything with our lives. We have no purpose except for to caretake, you know, or to take care of someone or to wipe something and cook for someone. And we have no identity of our own and we don't have anything to show for ourselves. I have a degree. What am I doing with it? Nothing. I can speak Spanish. Great. For what? <laughs> you know? And, and so I think that, um, and it is, it's the greatest calling in the world, but that doesn't ever make me feel good as a mother. I don't really, I'm, I love being a mom, but I want it to be something else also you know, I, I needed fulfillment in other places besides just being a mom. And I think that being able to be a missionary and being able to, um, at least that's how I find God's hand in it for me. It helps me to feel like I'm at least spreading the gospel or because people would say, Oh my gosh, you brightened my day. I'm like, really with this video, but I just don't know how they're living. They might be being abused or living with a, a grandparent that doesn't care about them or have no parents. And, and I just don't really realize that my life with six little kids is what some people dream about, which sounds unfathomable to me. But to others, they are, they, they thrive on watching family life. So I guess there's that. I guess, I mean, knowing that I can be a little member missionary to people that don't even know about it. <laughs> Yeah. Well, I think that there is, there's power in that, that when you do 
like you're saying, like you really have like the hormonal ride you've been on for the last. Oh my gosh! <laughs> Seriously, though, like, like have, what in yeah. the world? And I didn't know. I didn't know what I was doing. I didn't. I didn't understand postpartum on your when I'm 25 and have a baby. You don't get it until you go yeah. through it. And it wasn't super severe, but I had the baby blues, and you. And then you have a husband. I mean, he left on my last baby when I was still in the hospital. I had wow. delivered, and I had to rip her out of me four days late because he was leaving for two weeks, and I didn't want him to miss it. But then I go home with my sixth baby and a crap load of other little kids that I have to, and I can do it, but there are days where you're down and I have like no next to zero serotonin in my brain. And that brings you down, Yeah, you know, and you sink and, and it's hard to pull yourself out. And, and that's another, I mean, I'm grateful for these women on that do follow that say, Hey, you know, try this or hang in there or I've been there. I am a mom of eight and now I'm a grandma. I don't like hearing you'll miss this because I'm like, oh, it's the worst. I like, please, the worst. please, this Shut is something up. I'm going to enjoy in memory, but in the moment <laughs> it's like the worst. It's it's seriously. My sister's like, this is a good, uh, like video. Like I'm yeah. going to like it when I watch the video, I'll miss it. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah. Like I'll miss it. Yeah. I mean, maybe I'll miss this moment, but I don't know that I'll miss this phase because this bites, <laughs> you know, and there's fun parts about it, but for the most part, we're all just exhausted zombies. We're mombies. <laughs> Sometimes we're mominators, other times we're mombies. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. But it's, it's good that like, cause one of the things that I fully believe is that you have to find what does bring you joy in this like crazy time. And like, for me, it's been building businesses, you know, mm -hmm. and that's awesome. <laughs> that's great. And you have been YouTubing the heck out of your life, which is yeah. also awesome, but you got to find that right. And figure that out. Like, what is it that brings you joy and it's going to be different than what other people think you should. Yeah. Do. <laughs> yeah. Cause for some people just being a, not, and I hate to say just, cause we hate just be, I'm just a mom, but for some people being a mom just in and of itself makes them happy. Cause that's what they always wanted to be. You know, and you hate to complain when you are a mom and you do have all these kids, you don't want to complain because there are those that are desperate to be moms. So it's tricky and it's a fine line and you don't want to hurt feelings. But I think that those of us that are moms that are struggling you know, deserve the same amount of, I don't know, sympathy or empathy from those or as, as those that, that aren't moms because we all struggle in and out yeah. of it. Yeah. And that's the point, I guess. And we always, always say the struggle is the point because we're all on this path on Thursdays. We talk about your quest and like, what are you, what does God want you to do right now? And the reality is, is that we're all doing different things, but it's all really hard. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> it's all really hard. And how would you, or how do you think the best way that we can like support each other? Because I, that is a big thing. And we talk about in general conference, they talk about unity being a big deal and it is obviously, but what are some ways that you've found like that really work that you can like cheer other women on? I mean, it's, just no matter what they choose to do, whether that's a, a hair, you know, doing hair, hair for their own personal clientele, building a vlog or building their own beach body program or starting 
you know, a fitness program that you in your head might be like, oh, please, like you're never going to finish that. It's just supporting them. I remember the whole um, news around the Octo mom and how, you know, she was so criticized and ridiculed for having eight kids and, um, and for kind of, you know, choosing to do that, you know. Um, and I remember Donnie Osmond being interviewed and they said, so what do you think about the Octo mom, Donnie? And he was like, let's support her and help her. And I remember being touched by that because I was like, seriously, I mean, whether she chose us or not, she's still going to need help. She chose this and it's going to suck for a while and it's going to be hard and it's going to be lovely, but she's still going to need the help. So I think no matter what we choose to do, whether someone else thinks that we're going to fail at it or not, or <laughs> to, to support them anyway, just to say, you can do this because that's all somebody really needs. You know what? And they might not even be building anything. It's just sometimes they might need to hear, you can do this just getting through the day. You might need that yep. for somebody that is just low. Yes, there are. So I think that's it. And we probably just need to realize that we're all probably struggling at something right now. Yeah. And what, whatever that is, whether that's kids or callings or not having kids or whatever, like, and like just approaching people that way. And I guess not, I guess, I know that that's one of the reasons why you have grown so fast or it seems fast to me, probably not for <laughs> you, but you know, that this isn't touched up. This is just what real life is and it's hard yeah. and I'll show you the hard, yeah. but I'll also show you the good. So we really appreciate you um, oh, coming on here you. and also being a light on YouTube and Instagram and just standing up and like mominating the heck that's out of life. Right. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> that's what it is. It is motherhood. It's raw and real. And, and it's, it can be really ugly and it can be really pretty. And it, <laughs> it's both at the same time. And I try to show both. And, you know, I don't usually show when I'm yelling at my kids because I'm yelling at them. I can't be filming, but I do try to let people know that I am not the perfect mom. I am not anywhere near it. And that I have some serious faults and weaknesses too, but that I'm willing to showcase it and let people know like, Hey, I'm, I'm human too. And I'm there with you and let's, let's fight for this together. I'm so glad. And thank you so much for being here. You, you are the best. I have love interviewing you. We could chat for hours. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway. Okay. Well, thank you so much for joining us on our podcast. You're the best. All right. Thanks. Hey, thanks for listening to the Women With Fire podcast. Your support means a lot to us. In fact, your support is what makes this podcast possible. If you want to connect more with the guests we've had on our podcast and connect more with Sarah and Michelle, the creators of the Women With Fire podcast, find us on Instagram at The Women With Fire or find us in our Facebook group. Simply search Women With Fire and join the group. We'll see you there.